And <laughs> I've noticed one thing about a certain type of rich person. When they don't have problems of their own, they have to just make up problems just to make their lives interesting. Right? They're just like sitting at home in the jacuzzi like, what if I tweet about trans high school swimmers? <laughs> I can guarantee you, J.K. Rowling had zero opinions about trans people when she was on welfare. So, where to begin on this issue? J.K. Rowling has a history of saying pretty complicated and shady things about trans women. Let's begin with some of the statements J.K. Rowling has made about them. I know and love trans people but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. So this tweet more or less says sex is real. She's against grouping cisgender women with transgender women and claims that it erases sex altogether and that it erases her lived experience of being a cisgender woman, I guess. So she's against grouping those two groups together, more or less saying that cisgender women are real women and transgender women aren't real women or that chromosomes are the most important aspect of gender, which completely disregards gender dysphoria and brain sex as we know it. It's this attitude that's gotten her labeled as a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, otherwise known as TERF. To a certain extent, she does have a point, because menstruation and pregnancy are unique experiences that cisgender women have, but that shouldn't be all-encompassing of gender. It's elitist to say that only real women menstruate or give birth. There have been other problematic tweets by Joanne Rowling regarding menstruation and whatnot and kind of making fun of the culture war and shit like that. But her statements regarding trans women are complicated and often contradictory. She doesn't necessarily believe that trans women are real women, but to a certain extent she did defend trans women. She gives the statement, I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe that it's hateful to say so. So that statement pretty much sums up the contradictions of J.K. Rowling's feelings about trans women. That she refuses to acknowledge that they're real women because they don't menstruate or give birth or whatnot. But she does, to a certain extent, believe that they deserve human rights. At least these were her feelings at first. Then, more or less, she falls down a rabbit hole of transphobia. She, she then goes on to call hormone therapy a new form of conversion therapy for young gay people and voice concerns about people de-transitioning, which only affects a minority of people who transition in the first place. Not that the concerns for transitioning or de-transitioning shouldn't be taken seriously, but this is also a conservative red herring. The minority of people who de-transition shouldn't be emblematic of the entire trans community. So she continues down a path of implying that including trans women somehow erases the rights of cisgender women. She criticizes Labour Party leader Keir Starmer for saying that trans women are women. And she tweeted that the Labour Party can no longer be counted on to defend women's rights. Some more unhinged statements and tweets later, her behavior finally devolves into writing a bullshit book titled Troubled Blood under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith which is about a cross-dressing serial killer, which plays into transphobic tropes. But there's a problem with only focusing this issue on J.K. Rowling. First, it makes it into a celebrity issue, rather than focusing the issue on regular people. 
It also wants to make this issue about white people when it isn't just white people who are bigoted. Black people, Hispanic people, Native Americans, Asians. They're all guilty of bigotry the same way white people are guilty of bigotry. Which is my bone to pick with focusing transphobia solely on J.K. Rowling and her $230 million estate in the first place. Conservatives would like to ignore transphobia altogether and insist that gender is only predicated on chromosomes. But the left clearly has its own problem with covering transphobia. It seems as though people on the left would like nothing more to assign this problem to rich assholes. Those on the left would like to ignore the fact that working class people are also bigoted. And there are far more working class people than there are rich people. I don't consider voting to be the be-all end-all of civic engagement. But it does say something about people. Non-voters are typically less affluent than voters. 46% of non-voters have family incomes less than 30 grand a year. They also tend to be less educated than likely voters. 54% of non-voters did not attend college. They also tend to be less informed and less politically engaged in general. Some could argue that political engagement requires privilege. Those with a spare time and income can spend time worrying about politics. But this argument is disingenuous. There are plenty of working class people who work full time, like myself, who have enough time to stay politically engaged. Why is it that we have enough time to watch Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Apple, but we don't have enough time to stay politically informed? I personally don't think poverty should be weaponized as an excuse for absolutely everything. It's a choice not to put in the effort or the time to stay politically informed. Which circles back to the whole transphobia and bigotry issue in general. A few notes about hate crimes in relation to trans people. Hate crime statistics from the FBI shows that hate crimes against transgender people and non gender nonconforming people have increased 587% between 2013 and 2019. A record of 44 transgender people were killed in 2020. Of the 44 transgender murders in 2020, 40 victims were either black or Latinx transgender women. In 2022, there were at least 38 transgender people fatally shot or killed by other violent means. What the media often doesn't clarify is that crimes often happen within their own respective community. The majority of crimes against someone's race is perpetrated by their respective race. And the same goes for class. A lot of the crimes committed against poor people are committed by other poor people. And there are plenty of people who would argue that poverty breeds violence and crime, and that it's a control mechanism. And to a certain extent, I would agree with that statement. But I don't agree with it completely. I don't think poverty is an excuse for absolutely everything. I don't think poverty is an excuse for hate crimes or violence. It's a choice to stay ignorant about issues. Bigotry isn't just a rich asshole problem, so we should stop treating it that way.